from your homes and wherever you're at, we want to welcome you to, I believe, something very special uh, today. You came in here with the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you understand that, some of you do not. Some of you uh, maybe have come in here and you are searching and you are wondering, because life has dealt you uh, something that you don't understand, but God drew you here and today could be the day of salvation for you. For those watching on TV in the many different areas and different countries, Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. And we understand that there are many things that he has prepared for us and has done for us. And I want to take us on this journey here as we continue in the breakthrough, breakthrough in our life, understanding that there are things in our life that absolutely need to change. How many of you have that in your life? It absolutely needs to change. And I want to say to you that you have everything that you need inside you. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit resides in your spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is available. But the struggle, as we learned last week, is that we don't understand that. And so today is going to be a breakthrough day in your revelation of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the power of the believer. Many instances, you and I pray, and God, will you do something? And God says, you already have it. My grace is sufficient. You have something that is of grace. It is a gift of God, and he is the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, this has been our foundational scripture that we have used for quite a few months. It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, plural, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, <clears throat> and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Now let's take you back for a few moments here and kind of go over what we have discussed in the last few months. There are six foundations that must be solid for you, the family of God, the church. In these six foundations, in verse 2, where we're at now, we're talking about the doctrine of baptisms, which is plural. We discuss water baptism. By the way, December 7th, December 14th, we will be having water baptism on Sunday morning. It's going to be a very special time. So we're asking that you would sign up for that today and uh, so that we can move into that realm the whole month of November that you will sign up. By the way, let me pause here. In November, starting next week, we will have a membership month. We will be talking about membership. We will be talking about the uh, understanding and what does it mean to be a person who joins a church. 
On uh, next week, we are going to pass out a membership uh, paper that you can fill out and join the church. If you already have joined the church, and many of you have, especially online, that I want you to understand, we want you to fill that out. Online, you can go online and click uh, on a certain area, and it will take you to that, or you can fill it out online. What we want to do is we want to get everybody, those who want to join the church and those who already have, to fill out these forms so that we can move into the breakthrough that God has given us as a church, that we are going to be a breakthrough church that is going to see with what we'll learn today, the power of salvation manifest, and we're going to see an abundance of people getting born again. If you are here and don't know Jesus Christ, amen. If you are here and do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, today's your day. What you do is believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. And then you start your journey of growing, building the foundation that God said, if you do, you will be taken to great things in your life. And so that's what we're doing. We're we're realizing that we've spent so much time on the, and I'm going to say it this way, the spiritual, that we forgot about the foundational aspect of our spiritual walk. And because we have forgotten that, there have been cracks and there's been part of our foundation that have been broken through pain and hurt and suffering and sickness and, and the tribulation and people problems that we have on this earth. And because of that, when we want to move into a greater realm in our life, that we can't handle what God has planned for us because our foundation will break. So we are solidifying, rebuilding our foundations to bring us into a place where God can do everything he promised in our lives. That God will answer your prayers. You've ever asked that question, God, how come you're not answering my prayer? God says, I've given you this grace. I've given you this power. The struggle is you don't understand what it is. And today I'm going to show you exactly what it is. So the plural is water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So actually, as we've studied this, because of the plurality of baptisms, there are seven foundations. So these foundations bring and create safety, what we've talked about already, safety, protect you from stress. And when it is solid, they allow God to build a superstructure and or your destiny. You will be able to attain the things that he has planned for your life. And the question is, when did he plan this? Well, when you got your life together. No, that's not what the Bible says. When did he plan your destiny Ephesians chapter 1 says, before the foundation of the earth. It's a settled deal. And he's given you the power to live it out. But there are many Christians that are looking for the giftings, that are looking for all the, the, the stuff as a result of the power of the Holy Spirit, instead of building the foundation of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and understanding it and walking in it. And so God is going to transform us today. God is going to show us. So just like building a house, you build a foundation. 
and he checks it and he green tags it so you can build the destiny that God has planned for you. It's a solid foundation. We also found that the baptism with the Holy Spirit gives you this power. It gives you physical power called a Zoe life. It gives emotional power found in the fruit of the Spirit and gives spiritual power, uh, produces this breakthrough, these breakthroughs that we're talking about. And by the way, we are still talking about family. Why? It's because God's greatest desire is family and relationship with you and me. God's greatest desire is that you and I know how to relate with one another, that you and I can handle our faults. When we make mistakes, when we say the wrong things, when we do the wrong things, we walk in forgiveness. We understand that none of us are perfect and that we can live this life and allow God to do great things where the enemy cannot come in and break down the foundation because it's solid. Now, last week, I gave you four important truths about the Holy Spirit in our lives. Please go back online and listen to the message again, because we have to get this. If we're going to go any farther in life, we have to get the aspect and the principle of the Holy Spirit. So listen again uh, from last week. We found out that the Holy Spirit is God. He's not an essence. He's not, you know, a, just a spirit floating around. He is God himself. And the second is we are born of the Spirit at the moment of salvation. And being born of the Spirit means that the Spirit lives inside us. We have all the power of the Holy Spirit residing us, and most Christians don't use it because they don't understand it. The third, being baptized in the Holy Spirit is a separate and subsequent experience to salvation. Salvation comes where the Holy Spirit comes in and resides in you and and renews your spirit. And then we find that the Holy Spirit then, a subsequent experience, baptizes you with his power. And then the fourth is it is impossible to fulfill God's will for our lives without the fullness of the Holy Spirit's power. Let me start by saying, before the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I could not understand the Bible. I would read the Bible. I was a smart guy, but I just really didn't really get to understand it. But the day after I was baptized, I, was, I opened the Bible, and it just became vivid to me. That's part of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So let me tell you why. When the author of the whole Bible is inside of you, empowering you physically, emotionally, and spiritually, giving you the ability to understand what he wrote, it changes everything in your life. It is a breakthrough. Many Christians today think about the Holy Spirit either when they're in the church or once in a while, they read in the Scripture about the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you, He's a 24-7 every day in you, empowering you to fulfill God's plan in your life. 
Remember, Paul said this in Romans 7, verse 15, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, that sounds like Pastor Dan talking. <laughs> and that wasn't tongues. We're going to talk about tongues. That wasn't tongues. I, I just had to say something, Pastor. I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do that, I will not to do. It is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. <clears throat> Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, daughters of God. So after being baptized of the Holy Spirit, all that changed. I'm not perfect by any means, but I was changed. And that's God's plan. I now have supernatural power. I don't wear a cape. I have supernatural power to begin to live my life for God. I no longer feel trapped, and it turned into excitement living my life for Jesus. Life doesn't rule me anymore. I don't care what happens. I have faced challenges. I have faced death. I have faced all kinds of evil stuff, and it does not rule me. I walk in faith. I live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the result of that is everything else that comes with it. But the problem is we don't base our foundation on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So here's the big question. How do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you haven't? And I'm going to show you in a very simple way. I'm also going to explain to you where people get extreme. But I'm also going to ex explain to you where people are deceived about the Holy Spirit. So how do, how do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? First of all, listen closely what I'm about to say, purity. You don't have to be perfect, but let's just state what purity really means. You repent of sin. See, when people begin to hear the result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they go, oh, they're spiritual. No, it is for everybody. It's a free gift, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't work for it. You don't earn it. But what you must do to move into the realm of this maturity and this foundational aspect is that you live a life of repenting of sins, even if it means you do it 10 times a day because you still have struggle with life. And you repent. In other words, live with forgiveness. Don't live with unforgiveness. The greatest ploy of the enemy 
is to get you bound in unforgiveness. And God wants us to have a breakthrough and stop living our life with unforgiveness in our life and blaming others for the problems that we have. Love you, Pastor. I'm teaching you the Word of God. Second one is humility. In other words, you say, I need you, Holy Spirit. There are a lot of Christians that are so prideful, they don't think they need the Holy Spirit. They don't think they need a pastor. They don't think they need you as a brother or a sister. They just think they know it all, and they're going to run around and just be their own thing. Well, I'm sorry, you won't live with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And you will not be able to attain the fullness of what God has called you to. We will never receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you feel you can do life on your own. I cannot do life on my own. I cannot fulfill my destiny that God planned for me on my own. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Pride blocks the Holy Spirit from empowering or guarding our lives. I sometimes ask people when I know them real well and they receive me as their pastor and they want to hear what I have to say. A lot of people ask me what they, you know, what I think and they don't receive me. So they don't, if it feels good to them, they'll take it. If it doesn't feel good, they'll reject it. And so I've learned in life to ask the question, um, do you really want to hear what I'm saying here? And then I'll say, this is what the Word of God says. It's not me. It's the Word of God. See, See, what, what people do, they're saying the Holy Spirit, is, I, I really don't need you. What you really need to say is I need you in my mind, I need you in my body, I need you in my relationships, and I need you in my spirit. ESC is in your spirit if you're born again. Did you know that the Holy Spirit loves that? You know when someone, your significant other says, you know why I love you? And they tell you why, and you go, thank you. You know, that's the Holy Spirit. When you receive him and want to, to just have what he has, you just begin to just uh, feel and sense the love of God because he loves that. He wants to relate to you. Here, the third thing, put faith in God's grace. Don't put faith in your ability. Don't put faith in your understanding. Don't put faith in someone else who's more spiritual than you that can pray over you. Put faith in God's grace, that it is a promise of the Holy Spirit, and not one of you God said no to if you're born again. Not one. Galatians 3, let me read it to you. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them 
but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curses everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the, capital S, Holy Spirit, through faith. Paul is saying, People of the law can't receive this power. So it's not what you're doing, what you're accomplishing. It's basically, God, you have given the Holy Spirit. You reside in me. I am asking now for this empowerment. Abraham was not of the law because he was before the law. <laughs> That's why he used him as an example. Abraham uh, became righteous by faith. So the bloodline blessing of Abraham that Jesus... Uh, came to graft us back into comes through the Holy Spirit and is only available through faith. So hear this clearly. The trick of the enemy is to tell you you're not good enough for the Holy Spirit. You're not spiritual enough. 1 Corinthians it talks in 2 Corinthians, it talks about the Corinthian church. You know the Corinthian church was the most evil, <laughs> demonic-filled, had so many problems, uh, were okay with a uh, son-in-law having uh, relations with his mother-in-law, all kinds of stuff that went on. And they were the ones that moved in the gifts of the Spirit more than all the other churches. Because it's a gift of God, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The truth is you and I are not good enough. Matter of fact, Scripture tells us all of our righteousness is filthy rags. We live in Christ righteousness, being born again. So the only way to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is by faith, just the way you received your salvation by faith. So the conclusion of that is, I don't deserve Jesus, and I don't deserve salvation, but he gave it to me, and I received it. Jesus died for us, so we don't have to deserve salvation. Now, through Jesus' blood, all of our sins, watch this, have been paid for, and God doesn't relate uh, to us based on our merit or based on the law, but God relates to us based on grace. Some of you have been in such a battle because you still are having struggle with your past. And I'm trying to help you to have breakthrough by setting a firm foundation so that God can take you to greater things. We can only leave the elementary principles by the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So you repent of sin and stay humble. And by faith, say, Holy Spirit, I believe in you and I receive that empowerment. Here's the fourth. Ask Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit into your life by faith. But, 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 Pastor, hang on. John chapter 1. 
Verse 32, and John bore witness saying, I saw the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, descending from heaven like a dove. He wasn't a dove. Okay, just let you know that. And he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Ask Jesus for the empowerment and baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no one who loves you more than Jesus. He is absolutely your best friend. It's amazing to me how many Christians have a best friend and they don't know him. And who, who helps you to know him? The Holy Spirit. Jesus wants you to have the Holy Spirit in your lives. Just say, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Here's the fifth. Be sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit and to his promptings to speak in tongues. Oh, that wicked thing. Tongues. I don't believe in that. Why? Because 25 years ago, someone told me it wasn't of God. Really? Okay. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed, Jews, who believed were astonished. As many as came with, with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that they should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Water baptism. Notice they got saved. Then they got Holy Spirit baptized. Then they got water baptized. So, you know, a lot of people, well, you got to get saved and get water baptized and hopefully the Holy Spirit, you know, it, it, it drives me crazy. Sorry. How people just say things that are so untrue. Then they asked him to stay a few days. I would ask him to stay a few days too if I saw that. Can you teach us more? So these are the first Gentiles to get saved. Peter arrives, the Holy Spirit falls on them, and they all speak in tongues, which is an evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then they're baptized in water. Now, some people teach initial evidence. I don't believe that. I believe it is an evidence. There are a lot of evidences of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit that you heard today, a prophetic word from Pastor Ryan. And, and so the, the reality is, is, but a lot of times in the charismatic church, we get confused about this. So let's go on and let me just kind of nail it today, okay? Because I want breakthrough in your life. I want you to be able to walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, then the gifts of the Spirit that you function in, that you walk in, will have power and not just words. So these are essential foundations which you see all through the New Testament, water baptism, Holy Spirit baptism. So here's another question. Do I have to speak in tongues in order to be Holy Spirit baptized? Let me say no in this context. 
These are some people, some who speak in tongues. You know, let me say this. There are some who speak in tongues that do all kinds of things and act all kinds of ways. They don't have the fruit of the Spirit in their life. The Holy Spirit's in them. They're born again, but they're not functioning in the empowerment and the result of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So let me say this. Some of the meanest people I've ever met in life that have done me damage call themselves spirit-filled and speak in tongues. You cannot say just because someone speaks in tongues that they're godly. I'm being straight with you. You know why? Because when God does what he's promised you, there is nothing can hold you back. There's no fracture in your foundation. I know people who don't speak in tongues who exude all the fruit of the Spirit because they're focused on that. They're studying it, and they have the Holy Spirit in them. They're loving, they're joyful, they're peaceful people, and they're patient. Now, Having said that, let me explain to you three kinds of speaking in tongues. And I'm going to conclude with the empowerment, which is, I believe, the most important. First, the miracle of languages that happened on the day of Pentecost. Why do I say the miracle of languages? The disciples were speaking in tongues, but all the people around them who were from different nations... Uh, Spanish, Greek, you, you know, name it, whatever was there, they could hear in their own language what the apostles were praying. So in other words, there is a tongue that when people are speaking in tongues, a language that when people are speaking that will actually be a language of a known language of the day. The Bible talks about also an angelic language which is in many instances the language that many speak when they speak in tongues. But hear, hear me out. I rarely have heard that, this type, in the United States of America. I've gone to, to other nations and have heard that manifest, where they would come and say, I, when you spoke in tongues, you were speaking our language. And it is a spirit because the Holy Spirit knows all things. All languages have come from God. And so we need to understand uh, that in this reality that we must see that there are languages that when you hear, it could be Spanish, it could be Greek, it could be French, whatever it may be. But the reality, understand, it is a language from God. Here's a second. It's called tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now, those are two aspects of the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 and chapter 14, the tongues and interpretation of tongues actually equal prophecy. What it is, someone will speak out in a tongue that is not known, and someone will interpret it. The Holy Spirit does what was said. And both of those, one plus one equals two prophecy. And so it's prophetic. There, people have prophesied, like Pastor, Pastor Ryan did in English. 
But in reality, this is a prophetic word and part of the gifts of the Spirit. Or you will hear me say it more often, I believe it's a better interpretation, the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Here's the third. Is the major area is a prayer language, a personal language you are praying on a daily basis. 1 Corinthians 14, 18, uh, Paul says this, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. This is such a huge blessing. If you fear speaking in tongues, you don't understand it. If you fear that it's weird, you don't understand it. So I hope now that I can explain, because I want to spend time on this, because most pastors don't. And I want to spend time on this because I want you to have breakthrough in all the five areas that God promised us in this church. And I want you, those two personal ones, total of seven, that I talked to you about, that you know what those is, that you will have breakthrough with that. And it's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that will move you to the next level. Now, you have seen some nutty people. And some people have said, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I just can't control it. Self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. Self-control. You control it. You are in more control when you are under the power of the Holy Spirit than you have ever been in your entire life. If you are not functioning in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, that's why sometimes there's difficulty when things come awry, the same stuff comes up, and you're still living in the hurt that you're living in. It's because the empowerment of the Holy Spirit will break through and remove that hurt and take you to that next level. Well, okay, that might sound like your opinion, Pastor. Well, okay, well, my opinion is based on the Word. Look at this, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 32 and 33. And the spirits of the prophets, small s, their spirit, of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So Paul goes on to say, let everything be done in decent be done decently and in order. See, during the charismatic movement, I experienced some crazy stuff. 60s and 70s. And they would do it in the name of God. They only brought hurt and confusion. And the result of all that, and today, people want to block their ears when we talk about the Holy Spirit. And I just want to tell you, release yourself. By faith, receive what God has promised. Look at this. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So what does that mean? <laughs> you can't do crazy stuff and blame the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm mad at pastor because he doesn't release me to do this because I just the Holy Spirit just came upon me and I just couldn't control. No, stop blaming the Holy Spirit. Stop blaming God for your inability to understand truth and walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. 
Are you with me? Because you know what? You know what my heart is? I want you to have breakthrough. I want you to understand the power of God in your life and walk in this. I want you to recognize if you will walk with the power of the Holy Spirit, all the stuff in life no, no longer will control you. Your mind will become clear. Your passion for your spouse, your passion for your church, your passion for the unsaved will explode because that's God's heart. You're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, church, family, I know some of you are going, <gasps> self-control is of the Holy Spirit. Being out of control happens when I'm not under the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you say you couldn't help yourself, I'm telling you, you're not under the power of the Holy Spirit, and I won't receive that as a word of God. Bottom line, why is that? Because it's truth. It's Scripture. It is through your will. Watch this. It is through your will the Holy Spirit operates through. And he won't force you to do anything. It's through your will. You will to receive the Holy Spirit. You will to begin to speak in tongues. Last week I said this. I've never seen a Christian live a great Christian life that was not baptized in water. I've never seen a person operate powerfully in the Spirit who wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Water baptism is a threshold of obedience. You're stepping, remember that, you're stepping into, when we do water baptism, you're stepping into your new life with God, and now you rise up in him, stepping over the old. And there's a cutting away of the flesh. Remember that. Circumcision, remember that, that whole understanding of the to cut with the covenant. The Holy Spirit baptism, if God doesn't have your mouth, it doesn't matter what else he has of yours. Your mouth is the most important part of your body. Proverbs 18.21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. So if you surrender your mouth to the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and moving in those areas, then what you've done is you've opened the door for huge breakthrough. Will you surrender your tongue to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit? If God gets your tongue, tongues is how you step over the threshold. It is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You can't intellectualize everything. You can't just figure everything out. Sometimes you just need to do it by faith. And if you fall flat on your face at the beginning, don't worry about it. You start praying in tongues, uh, and all of a sudden you, you stop and say, ooh, that was weird. Of course it is. You know, it's like you come to me, many of you, and you start speaking in Spanish to me, and I can understand a little bit, not much, 
And you start speaking Spanish, man, I'm going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Bye, have a good day. You know, the, the reality is, why do I have to pray in tongues? Because you don't know how to pray. You don't. Oh, I pray every day. You don't know how to pray. Romans 8, 26, likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Right there. I, I'll tell you what, there are things that I face through the years that I have no clue. But pastor, I thought you knew everything. Mm-mm. Far from it. I have no clue. But I begin to pray in tongues and my spirit begins to catch things. And he begins to guide me and, and, and lead me into things that I never knew. The Holy Spirit knows everything. If you only pray with your understanding, you will be limited in your ability to pray. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. See that? The difference? We talked about the language. We talked about the gifts of tongues. And now here, this is a language, you and God. Amen. The Holy Spirit speaks through you. Praying Perfectly. Not mature. Perfect. Because God is perfect. God has never made a mistake, and God knows everything. Do you not realize the power you have inside you, being born again of the Spirit? Can you imagine the empowerment if you don't walk in it now? I encourage you this week to go after it. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. I don't get it. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. Wow. So we do pray with understanding. But I'll tell you what, to get to that greater level because of the foundation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you win. So the first reason for tongues in the spirit is we don't know everything. <laughs> the second is intimacy with God. I want to tell you, I am so close to God because of this language, because of my time praying, intercession. So you can't understand it. When I pray, I sense God allowing him to pray through me. So the baptism of the Spirit is a one-time event. Listen closely. It's a one-time event. You're baptized in the Spirit. Some of you have been baptized in the Spirit, but now you don't practice it. It is a one-time event. But Ephesians 5 tells us to continue and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's like drinking water. It's staying hydrated in the Holy Spirit. What God is asking us to do is to do this on a daily basis. Be filled with the Spirit is a daily experience by praying in the Spirit. See, I'm filled with the Spirit every day because I'm praying in the Spirit. One time event, I was baptized with, with the Spirit, and then uh, another thing came to me is the tongue. And I've been able to pray, and now I'm filled on a daily basis by praying in the Spirit. 
it touches my life. When things go awry, when there's loss, when all things go on, I begin to pray in the Spirit. And the joy of the Lord begins to explode out of me. I'm hurt. I've lost someone. But God is so good. When the enemy comes in and attacks physically, I begin to pray in the Spirit. And I quote Scripture, yes, I do. I pray in understanding, by Jesus' stripes I am healed. All these different things, by faith, but bottom line, I pray in the Spirit. Let me make this last statement. Not receiving what Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit. Another evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, not receiving that by faith, not believing that. We know Christmas is coming. It's like you for a whole year planning on buying someone a gift and you bought it. And you've been hiding it all those years. And it hadn't been revealed yet. Christmas Day is coming. For centuries, the Holy Spirit had not been revealed in this way. And all of a sudden, Christmas comes. And you, with glee, just hand it to the person because you just absolutely love them and want them to just have the greatest life in the world and to pursue and attain their destiny. They open up the gift and they look at it and they say, no, thank you. How would you feel? How would you feel if the God of heaven has given you something that is so real, that is a gift that says you receive this by faith and begin walking in it on a daily basis, I promise you, you will fulfill your destiny and you say, no, thank you. Devastating to you. Devastating to you. And even though there are millions who have not received Jesus Christ as Lord, millions and millions have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God is still coming after you. Those that are watching online, God's coming after you. The enemy's trying to blind you from that, trying to deceive you. But God is seeking after you. Stop for a moment and perceive what God's doing. To my church family and all that are watching online, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day of absolute empowerment and redemption in your life. I'm going to ask if you'd all stand with me. And some of you that have seen the weird stuff and all the crazy stuff and just wondered and people, people haven't explained to you, I just explained it to you. Some of you are thinking, what's he going to do now? Ooh. 
It's Halloween. <laughs> spooky. It's not spooky. Actually, Halloween is my granddaughter's birthday, so it's her birthday, not Halloween. But the, the re reality is, what did you hear today? What is God saying to you today? What is God bringing into your life? You have, you have asked the Lord. You've prayed in your language. You've prayed in English and Spanish and whatever language you have. And you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed. And you said, God, you're not. And, and the Lord is saying, I've just given you the answer of the fulfillment of my promise in your life. I've just given it to you. That's what the Lord's saying. But what is he saying particularly to you? Where's your foundation? Is it built on man's knowledge? Is it built on your past? Or is it built on the foundation of the Word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, not man? And by the way, I'm going to say this too. We'll learn this next month in the membership. Uh, did you know that God is the one that had the idea of a pastor? And actually, the Word of God says that you are to receive your pastor with gladness. That when you walk in these doors, you can't wait to hear from your pastors because they have heard God and are teaching the Word of God. Oh, but today you know how people are. They're going to rule rule your life and no no you know what my responsibility is to teach and to love you and to teach you it's not my responsibility to live it for you it's your responsibility to receive what is taught from scripture and to live it out in your life I'm going to pray for you in a moment all of you are watching online and in the other nations as you watch this your leaders you to go to the Lord and say what are you saying to me I can give you the answer matter of fact I will he's saying receive my spirit receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit then what you need to do if you hear that what you need to do is just say Jesus I receive your gift to me and then begin to walk in faith When I got saved, I wept for two hours, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why. But it's because there was something that happened when I received Jesus Christ. It came into my heart, and my spirit became brand new. And at that time, I had God, the lover of my life, loving me and residing in me. And that's the first time I ever felt the real emotion of love. People loved me. Great parents, family. But the reality, that's the first time I felt that. And then when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit a few weeks later, I 
understood it. it. And it blew me away. And it caused me to be able to laugh at times of tribulation. Because I know I have God with and in me. That's what it's about. So I'm asking and I'm challenging you. You ask the Lord for that baptism. Father, I thank you for Valley Community Church and the anointing that is so real because great people who love you with all their heart. But Lord, I'm praying for those that maybe haven't practiced, those who who just have been deceived, not because they're, they're dumb or anything like that, because the enemy is smart and he's brought deception. Lord, reveal this gift to everybody and allow it to manifest as we as a church will begin to pray in a greater way speak in a greater way in the power of the Holy Spirit bringing thousands to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ church family I'm not being extreme bringing thousands why can't we bring people to Jesus because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit the foundation is not set and it is the empowerment to bring people to Jesus Christ Lord, I thank you in advance for my obedience to your word to teach in a strong way this foundation. Lord, I thank you in advance for the many that will begin to see salvations in their families and their co-workers and their friends. And I give you honor and praise for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil Start talking to me Saying who do you think you are I say I'm just a nobody Trying to tell Somebody who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody 
Jesus is the only 